Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What do you do when your friend group completely ignores your invitation for your birthday? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I, 30-year-old female, am obsessed with my fiancé's, male 35, x female 31. My fiancé and I have been together for almost three years now, we own a house together, we're getting married this summer, and we have a beautiful six-month-old daughter. He treats me well and I never question his faithfulness. He is a great partner and father. There's just one issue my secret and insane obsession with his ex. In the beginning of our relationship, he would talk about her more than I liked and it didn't really seem like he was over her. They had been together for five years and she broke up with him. They maintained a friendship which I found odd. A series of annoying things happened involving her, including the below. I disclosed the threesome I had in college and he got so upset he left my apartment. I later found out he called her to talk about it and was calling her babe. On our first vacation together, she wanted to talk to him about her new boyfriend so he called her and they talked for over a half hour. He was on the balcony of our hotel and I could hear the entire conversation, so I left the room and he got mad at me for it. He did disclose that he was going to talk to her and asked for my permission, but I didn't feel like I could tell him not to call her. On our way back from looking at houses to buy, he mistakenly called me her name. It was the only time it ever happened, but it was awful. We had been together for seven months, too long for that to happen. We continued to get in spats over her and it was truly the only issue we ever had in our relationship. At a dinner, I blew up on him for not deleting a photo of her on his Instagram. It was his most recent post and he had never posted me and I found it embarrassing. While he did delete the post, he also left me at the restaurant and told me I needed to stop being crazy about her or we were done. I flipped the switch right there and never again got upset about her. When he brought her up, I would listen to his stories and not react. However, I have been obsessed with her since. I search for any pics of her I can find and it has become an almost daily habit. I have no idea why I am so threatened by her. He has made it very clear that they weren't right for each other. While she is beautiful, she's not more attractive than me. Even after the baby, our bodies are pretty similar. He would complain about how she wasn't very smart and career-wise, I am far more successful. We are much more compatible than they were according to him. So why can't I let this go? I am ashamed of my stalking and I can't even fathom what he would say if he knew I was harboring this obsession. I have to let it go, but I don't know how. Any thoughts on this? Or has anyone experienced similar? She'll reach out here and there to comment on how beautiful our daughter is or to wish him a happy birthday. He did text her when her dad died, but it was very succinct. He showed me their convo and it was always brief. Deep down, I must feel inferior to her or be jealous or something, but I don't know how to uncover what my problem is and I'm worried that this will never go away. I want to be free of feeling this way. I think the problem here is, when OP started having these fears, they didn't give OP any kind of reassurance or any true reason to not feel threatened about it. They simply said, 
don't worry about it or this is all over. So OP's insecurities and fears are just kind of compartmentalized or they have to try to figure out how to deal with them on their own. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy these tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, how do I break up with my boyfriend in the kindest way and make it as easy for him as possible? Please help. I've, female 29, been with my boyfriend, male 27, for about a year and a half now. He is absolutely wonderful, one of the kindest and most giving people I've ever met. On paper, he is perfect and I care for him deeply. But at the same time, I've fallen out of love with him and we're too different in some fundamental aspects, especially in the way we show and want to receive affection and love. He is like a golden retriever that just wants to live and be loved and constantly be touched or touch me and tell me how much he loves me. I'm more like a cat that wants attention and physical affection every now and again, but too much annoys me. I've come to a point where I'm annoyed by everything he does. We don't have anything to say to each other really, and I don't feel physical attraction or a need for intimacy anymore. He is the most wonderful person, and anybody would be lucky to have him as a partner, but he is not my person. This is going to feel like it's coming from left field for him, and I will absolutely break his heart. We've talked about marriage before, but my feelings have changed. I've never broken up with someone who wasn't toxic or abusive. I know this will shatter him, and it breaks my heart having to do this, but he deserves better and more than what I can give him. So, how do I break up with him in the kindest, most gentle way? What can I say or do to somehow make this easier for him? I'm no expert in breakups, but I would definitely think approaching this as gentle and just as honest about your feelings and respectful as possible is all you really can do. I've just always kind of kept it in mind that breakups are usually not something you're going to ever walk away from smiling, or even necessarily walk away from going, okay, you know what, they had valid reasons, it's for the best. Usually they suck, they hurt, as long as you're polite, respectful, and as kind as you can be. The rest of it, and how he feels, is up to him. Our next story is, my 40-year-old female, son's 16-year-old male, relationship with his 19-year-old female girlfriend is concerning. I'm in a situation with my son, 16-year-old male, that has me losing sleep at night, and I really don't know where else to turn. He's been dating this girl, 19-year-old female, for a year now. They got together when he was just 15 and she was 18, and from the start, it's been a roller coaster. At first, I tried to be the cool mom about it, but things have spiraled. She's incredibly possessive, not wanting him to see his friends or have any sort of life outside their relationship. It's gotten to the point where he's isolated from almost everyone he used to be close with. But it's not just the emotional manipulation that's worrying me, it's the physical danger. She's attacked him more than once, and he's confessed to me that she's even pulled a knife on him during an argument. Hearing that as a mother is horrifying. My husband, 41-year-old male, and I are at a loss. My son's girlfriend has also put drugs in his drinks. My son once confessed to me while we were talking that he and his girlfriend were once at a college party and there were drugs there, and my son didn't want to take any. So my girlfriend put some in my son's drink. The reason he knew this is because his girlfriend told him, and he felt very high even after the one drink he had. We've tried talking to him about the dangers of this relationship the importance of healthy boundaries and how love doesn't look like control or fear. Despite this, he defends her, convinced that what they have is real love. In desperation, I confronted her, asking her to end things for his well-being. Her response? I love your son, and I won't do that. It's clear that she doesn't see the harm she's causing, or worse, she doesn't care. 
It doesn't stop there though. She's done things like belittling him in front of us, demanding to know where he is at all times, and making scenes if he spends time with family over her. My husband and I are terrified for his mental and physical safety, but we're struggling with how to proceed without pushing him further into her arms so I'm turning to this community for advice. I mean, is this taking place in the United States? If so, is it not illegal to have this Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Kind of ongoing relationship? Especially they should have been involved when you found out about the whole drug situation. I guess the problem here is OP seems to want to go about this to try to find a solution where their kid doesn't despise OP or have like something come between them and their own kid. But it sounds to me like their son is so either head over heels or maybe even convinced or manipulated that this is true love and this is the one for him. I don't know if there's a solution where he's no longer seeing her that doesn't make them enraged at their own parents. Even if the police don't do anything immediately, you can at least start building a record of this behavior when things like a knife situation or a drug situation pop up. Our next story is, husband has been accusing me of cheating even though I'm not. My 29-year-old female, husband, 29-year-old male, is suspicious that I've been cheating on him even though I haven't and I'm not sure what to do. We've been together 7 years. I don't know where else to turn. I can't talk to my family about this because I don't want them to dislike my husband and I don't really have any friends. Lately, my husband keeps accusing me of cheating on him. It started with small stuff like if I was wearing a new perfume. I received a box of samples for Christmas. He would ask why I smelled like a man and eye me suspiciously. Even when I told him it was just a new sample, he acted like he didn't believe me. Or he'd make little comments about how he doesn't know what I do all day and I could be anywhere with anyone. But the other day, it all kind of blew up. We have a one-year-old and for a while I was taking her to church with my mom. I myself am not Christian, but I like giving my daughter the chance to play with other toddlers. Plus, I was hoping to make friends with some other stay-at-home moms. It can get lonely hanging out with a toddler all day. So the other day, I couldn't decide whether to take her or not, since she's had a couple of viruses this winter and I don't want her getting sick again. And my husband started saying that it was awfully suspicious that I wanted to go to church so bad. And obviously I must be looking for a certain body part to hop on if I don't already have one. It turned into a huge argument. I told him how upset it made me that he doesn't trust me, but he kept insisting that he just doesn't trust anyone. Every response I had to his accusations, he said sounded exactly like what a cheater would say. He brought up a couple of reasons he was suspicious, which were valid. 
He said that I miss his calls a lot and I haven't been wearing my wedding band. But both of these are because of the baby. I got out of the habit of wearing jewelry and into the habit of muting my phone so I don't wake her up during her naps. But I promised my husband I would do better about these things and I have. I thought we were good until today. This morning my grandma came over for a visit. Then when my husband got home for lunch, he freaked out about a man-sized boot print on our front porch. I told him my grandma was the only person who had been over, but he clearly didn't believe me. He was cold to me all during lunch. He barely spoke to me, he kept accidentally shoving me when he walked past, and he refused to kiss me when he left. I'm just at a total loss. I have no idea what to do. How do I convince him that I'm not cheating? How do you prove a negative? I can't handle the animosity. Now I'm just constantly scared that any little thing could set him off and he'll be ticked and yelling again. I don't want to live like that, but I don't want to leave him. I just want him to trust me. I mean, it may be unfounded on my end, but usually a partner who is this aggressive and accusatory, a lot of the times they end up actually projecting. I'm not saying he is for sure, but overall this is still abusive behavior. He's aggressive, he's not willing to listen to you at all, and he's willing to act like that until you try to do what he wants you to do. I mean, in a perfect world, you shouldn't be afraid of talking to your family for the fear that they will hate your husband. Generally, that should tell you how bad things are. Our next story is, my 28-year-old female, boyfriend, 33-year-old male, won't ever come to my place because he has a house. We've been together for four years. We live in close proximity, about 15 minutes apart. I have an apartment and he has a house. I spend a lot of time at his house. I go over to see him when he gets home from work. I work remote, so many times during the day I go take care of something for him. For example, accepting a delivery, letting in the handyman, whatever else he might need since he works an hour away. I spend most weekends there. However, I think it would be nice if he would come to see me once in a while. My place is very comfortable and I naively stocked it with anything he'd need. Snacks, his favorite drinks, I subscribe to a TV sports package, etc. But in four years, he's been here twice. When I tell him I'd like it if he comes over more, he says he doesn't like it at my place because it's an apartment and there's no privacy. He says it's basically a boarding house. It isn't. It is a heritage home that was converted to three apartments on different levels. My apartment is completely self-contained. When I point this out, he argues that it is a boarding house, and he prefers his place because it's a house. I am starting to feel embarrassed about where I live because he puts it down so much. I'm not even expecting that we spend half our time at my place. Just once in a while would be nice, but he doesn't want to. Once, I threw my back out and he still wouldn't come over. He still wanted me to hobble over to his place. I didn't. I've told him I feel like he's being very low effort, but he just insists that I'm being illogical and that of course we should only spend time in his house since it's an actual house. I'm wondering if I'm actually being a bit illogical. It's true that his place is better in terms of being more spacious, more private, etc. But I still feel hurt because it truly does feel like he's being low effort. Can anyone give me an opinion on this? So to me, yeah, it sounds like he's being very low effort. I think he's taking those points he's arguing on as an excuse to try to cover up for the fact that he just doesn't want to go to the effort of having to stay at another place for the night. I mean, just take a step back and look at the effort you're putting into this relationship and ask you if that is fair at all. Our next story is, my boyfriend, 30-year-old male, keeps telling me, 32-year-old female, that the way I speak doesn't make sense, at a loss for how to address this. 
I've been with my boyfriend for almost four years. In recent months, he keeps stopping me mid-conversation and giving me odd looks and telling me that what I'm saying doesn't make sense or he doesn't understand why I'm bringing certain things up. Here are two examples. One of our mutual friends, we can call him Jay, recently got into a new relationship. We can call this girlfriend A. In a conversation my boyfriend and I had with A, she mentioned that she was taking two classes at the local university. Spanish being one of them, my boyfriend and I were talking about J and A, and my boyfriend said that he wondered if A spoke Spanish, since J's whole family speaks Spanish. I said, she mentioned she's taking a Spanish class, so she could be learning, or maybe she's taking a native speaker's class and already knows some. My boyfriend gave me a weird look and said, I don't know why you're mentioning her taking a Spanish class. I know Spanish and I took a class for native speakers, so her taking the class doesn't tell us whether she speaks it or not. Example 2. My boyfriend was talking about how our city council recently changed an ordinance to include verbal abuse in the definition of harassment, and how he's glad they did because verbal abuse can definitely be considered harassment. I work for an agency that contracts with the city so I knew about this change. A few of my colleagues actually worked with them on it. I said, I agree that it's good. I know some neighboring cities already have verbal abuse in their definition of harassment, so we're finally matching our policies. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. To theirs. Again, he looked at me strangely and said, I'm not talking about other cities, I'm talking about ours. I don't know or care about other cities and don't know why you're bringing them up and you interrupted me to do it. Both times I apologized and tried to explain to him that I'm just trying to participate in conversation. And I'm sorry if I'm coming off the wrong way, but he has told me that this happens a lot, where I bring up things that don't make sense. I don't know how to explain to him that I'm just trying to make a connection. Is there any way for me to better participate in conversations and not come off the way I am? This is confusing to me because I don't feel unintelligent in general, but at these moments I do. But no one else has told me this about my conversation style. I even recently got a promotion at work at a job that requires me to be articulate. I would think that someone else would tell me if the way I'm speaking is flawed, but maybe they're just being polite. I just think he's being argumentative for no real reason. If there was definitely a place for improvement that most people could notice, I'm sure OP would have heard it from more people. I mean, just reading these stories, I've gotten plenty of feedback on my articulation and reading style and things. I've definitely heard the entire gamut. I remember when I first started reading these stories, people in the comments would express their sheer torture at the way I said axed instead of asked. So be rest assured, if there was a genuine problem, people would have spoken up by now. Our next story is, a girl is threatening to blow up my boyfriend, 27-year-old male, and I's, 26-year-old female, life, by telling him something he already knows. 
I'm literally seething. My boyfriend Eric and I have been together for five years. The only reason we haven't gone towards getting married is that he's been suffering some severe medical kidney issues. He is finally scheduled for a transplant, a cousin was a match, this month. I also have a good friend who I'll call John. I met John in college, before I met my boyfriend. Because we were both young, single, partying, we thought, what if, and ended up sleeping together the last night of one of the terms. It was enough to clarify to both of us that, heck no, we were not compatible. John and I have been 100% platonic friends since that point. There is no world in which we ever get involved again. Eric knows about it. When John and I's silly mistake happened, we kept it pretty quiet among our friends. But when Eric and I started dating, I told him before I introduced him to John. Sure, it was a little awkward, but it's been years and they're good friends now. Even hang out without me. Fast forward to today and enter Fiona. Fiona is my little sister's best friend, and because of that she hangs around with a lot of our group a lot. We live in a small town. Fiona is fine, but she likes to stir things up. Basically what happened was a couple of weeks ago, my sister told Fiona about John and I, thinking it was a funny story. But no, Fiona is now convinced that I cheated on Eric with John, as in recently, and that Eric doesn't know. I know all this because she texted me a long paragraph about how she was shocked I could do this, and that if I didn't tell him in the next two weeks, she would. And then she blocked me. I've been spamming her on social media, trying to get her to talk to me about how this is a misunderstanding, but she blocked me there too. My sister tried to walk it back and say that she has it all wrong, but Fiona is convinced that my sister is just trying to save face for me and says she won't be complicit. She's also threatened to tell our family via Facebook. What do I do? I'm trying my best not to have this get back to Eric. Literally, the last thing Eric needs right now before surgery is to get involved in a huge drama, especially with his family who are conservative. He knows the truth, but he's private and would be mortified. He's supposed to be resting and staying stress-free. I try to get John to talk to her too, but she won't listen to him either. I've never dealt with this level of crazy before. Please, someone tell me what to do. If it's such a misunderstanding and it makes no sense, why would you not just tell Eric about it? If Eric already knows the whole thing with John, this should be a non-issue altogether, right? I mean, OP's making themselves look guiltier and guiltier and they may mess things up with Eric by appearing to just be frantically like, please get in contact with me, please, I want to message you. I think just tell Eric about it straight up. This should all be over if he even hears anything. And the sister should be telling the friend, Eric already knows. The more you leave Eric out of this and you desperately try to get in contact, the more Eric is going to see all of this and go, what is going on here? I don't know what to believe. Our next story is, should I, 28-year-old female, forgive my friend, 28-year-old male, for causing a scene at my wedding? Background, Ben and I have been friends since 2018 and we're quite close. For the past few years, he's been struggling with some mental health issues and he's relied on me for a lot of emotional support. My parents consider him a son too, and he's always been on good terms with my now husband. Now, I got married last December. I live abroad, so Ben helped my parents out majorly in planning the wedding in our home country. We did a destination wedding with about 70 guests total, and my husband and I paid for all the food and lodging for the guests for the three days. I had kept one room for all my male friends and one room for my bridesmaids. Scene, our second night was cocktail night. The event wrapped up nicely, and all my friends went up to the guys' rooms for an after party. 
I joined them after changing out of my dress, but when I reached there, I saw that they were all pretty drunk. Ben most of all. My friends told me that Ben had also shot up about 8-10 to lines of a certain powdery substance. None of them stopped him because they didn't know it was his first time. I hung out with them all for a while and all seemed fine, so I went back to my room to sleep. About an hour later, I get a call from my maid of honor that Ben has been repeatedly knocking on their door for the past 30 minutes, saying that he wants to talk to one of the bridesmaids who didn't want to talk to him. My maid of honor had tried to get him back to his room, but he started shouting in the hallway. Before calling me as a last resort, my maid of honor had already called my brother for help, who ran into my husband when he was coming down to the bridesmaid's room. My husband, brother, and other guy friends all tried to calm Ben down, even locking him in his room, but he kept coming back. When I reached the scene, my bridesmaids were scared as freak, and my brother was almost going to beat Ben up. I took Ben to his room where he started crying because my brother told him that he was ruining my wedding and that Ben calls himself my brother, but he sure isn't acting like one. This is not the first time Ben has gotten drunk and caused a scene, so I had no patience for him at my wedding. I scolded him for causing a scene and told him not to exit his room until the morning. The next day, Ben had sobered up and he did all he could to help with day three events. He didn't take a single drink the whole day and tried to apologize to my friends and my brother, but none of them wished to talk to him. I was considering putting all of this behind me when my husband informed me that the room next to my bridesmaids belonged to my father-in-law's business partner and that he'd complained about the ruckus happening in the middle of the night outside his room. My father-in-law and my dad don't know the exact details about the drugs, etc., but they do know that Ben caused a scene and they had to apologize to the guests on his behalf. I am furious. Ben embarrassed not just me, but my family, friends, and my future family. I have been no contact with him since then, except for once when he sent me an apology text, and I told him I need time. He contacted me again today, saying he needs to talk to me, and he can't handle this anymore. I am confused on what to do. On one hand, he's been a close friend for years, and I'm not sure if this incident would negate everything else. But on the other hand, he disrespected my husband and my family, and going back to normal with him would feel even more disrespectful. Help? If this was his first time doing that, where did he get all of that certain white powdery substance? Who there was kind of the sponsor of this thing happening? Although certainly it's still on him for not having any control over himself. It's just, if it was his first time doing that, he surely isn't the one who supplied that much sniffy dust. Beyond that, regardless, it doesn't excuse him trying to force his way into somebody else's room. I'd want to know who brought it to begin with, but I also don't think I would be able to forgive Ben, considering all that he chose to do in those moments. This next story is, on paper, my 25-year-old female, boyfriend, 30-year-old male, is perfect. But why do I feel like something is missing? My boyfriend and I have been together for three years. On paper, he's basically perfect. He is sweet and expresses affection often. He's attentive and asks how I am. The sex is great and it usually focuses all on me and what I want. He's well-educated and well-read. He has a steady job where he makes a lot of money. The stability is the good part, not the money. Owns his house, isn't in debt, financially secure. He grooms himself and knows how to dress. He keeps a clean place, loves doing laundry, and is a great cook. He's vocal that he wants to marry me and have kids with me. We hang out together and eat bad food on the couch. We travel together. He gives me thoughtful gifts and works hard to impress my parents. 
He tells me I'm beautiful even when I look gross. He makes me laugh, buys me flowers, and supports me doing whatever I want with my life and chasing my dreams. I know I sound crazy, but it still feels on some level like we don't really click. Like, we can talk and hang out, but he doesn't get me in the way that my friends or family does. Sometimes conversations are difficult, or it feels like pulling teeth. I don't really feel understood. I think that he supports me in my dreams, but I don't know if he believes in me. Sometimes I feel like I'm just having to fit into his life and not the other way around. I worry that if I move in or have kids, I'm just going to be subsumed into his life story. I'm very independent and this is a challenging thought for me. Is it wrong of me to stay if I'm not totally sure? Or am I being young or dumb or would I be letting a great guy get away from me? I mean, if everything is so perfect, but then all of a sudden you're having these issues where it seems like, I don't know, maybe we don't click. It does sound like maybe something's going on on OP's side because it sounds like this guy is really good for OP. A lot of people in the comments are suggesting looking into avoidant attachment style. It's basically a situation where everything can seem great, but then when you're getting too close to people or things are becoming too serious, you start kind of overthinking or manifesting some red flags that aren't really there. Our next story is, my friend group completely ignored my invitation to get together for my birthday. So I'm in a friend group of girls, and previously we celebrated birthdays for other girls in the group. Although I'm not constantly texting or talking to these friends, they're really my only friends that live near me, and I consider them to be good friends. We all meet up around once a month, We're all in our 20s. I've been friends with these girls for a few years, and we sometimes celebrate birthdays together, unless the girl whose birthday it is has other plans already. I've never asked anyone in the group to hang out for my birthday, because I usually feel awkward arranging things for my birthday or making myself the center of attention. However, this year, I thought it would be nice to get dinner or drinks with them on my birthday weekend. We have a group chat and two weeks ago, I suggested the idea that we get dinner and drinks for my birthday while I was texting in the group chat with a girl who usually plans things. Let's call her Emily. Emily seemed excited about the idea and suggested getting a cake. Another girl in the group, Anna, answered to say that she was busy that weekend, but no one else answered. At the time, I didn't think much of it because we were texting kind of late at night, so I figured everyone was sleeping and then the next day we were planning a different meetup for this week, so I figured the other girls just got distracted. We hung out earlier this week and no one mentioned anything about hanging out for my birthday, but I didn't bring it up either. Then yesterday, Emily sent another text in the group chat. She said, so OP's birthday is coming up soon and asked what I wanted to do. I said I wasn't sure yet, but asked if anyone was free that weekend. I said I wasn't sure since I'm flexible and would be willing to do whatever everyone else wanted, and also the activity would depend on what time everyone was available. It's been over 24 hours and no one has responded. A little while ago, Emily texted in the group chat about something unrelated that was directed at another girl. Let's call her Bella. Bella answered immediately to that text, but still didn't answer my question about if anyone was free. I find this extremely rude and hurtful. My birthday is next week, and the fact that no one can even respond to say they're busy seems like blatant disrespect. I don't expect people to make a huge deal out of my birthday, and I really wanted to hang out with them for a little bit. I'm not the type to expect anyone to buy my dinner or drinks on my birthday either. If everyone had responded and said they were busy, 
I would have been fine with that too. We could have even have met up on the weekend before or after, but the fact that no one even responded makes me feel like these girls aren't friends to me at all and are just tolerating my presence on group outings and hoping I'll stop coming. Lately I've been feeling a weird vibe like I'm the odd one out and wondering if I'm unwelcome when I hang out with them, but I thought I was just being insecure and paranoid. Now I'm thinking I must be right. What should I do about this? Should I just stop talking to them? I'm not very confrontational so texting something about being upset seems too dramatic to me, especially if I'm right that maybe these friends don't like or care about me. I was thinking of maybe still talking with Emily occasionally, since I appreciate that she attempted to plan something, but I also don't know as she's pretty close to some of the other girls in the group who didn't answer. As for Anna, she is often busy with her boyfriend and isn't as close to the others in the group, so I'll probably still talk to her since she did respond saying she was busy instead of ignoring me. What are your thoughts on this? Do these girls seem like fake friends? And should I cut ties and stop talking to them? I don't blame OP one bit for taking a step back from this group, because very clearly they see OP as kind of just an occasional acquaintance if anything. If I had a friend pop up and I don't even actually hang out with my friends all that much, but if they did and said, hey, I'm having a birthday thing, do you want to come? I'd at the very least say I couldn't make it, let alone the fact that OP wasn't looking for a firm date. They were just trying to figure out if they could do anything on any date. Emily sounds like a safe bet though, she at least was there and tried. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.